0: I'm <laughs>
1: the initial episode of Three Dumb Dads. My name is Matt Hannaford. I am here with Chris Ebert. Uh, Brian, our producer, is in the background getting everything done on the backside. So here's what we want to do. We want to talk about guy stuff. It's not necessarily anything in particular. We're going to talk sports. We're going to talk maybe a little politics, probably not much. Uh, National news, we're going to talk about all that type stuff. We're going to talk about stuff, because we're three dumb dads, and the stupid things we do hopefully make you laugh. So, Ed, why don't you start out and just tell us a little about yourself. What do you do, and where are you from? Oh uh, Well,
0: let's see. Where to begin? Um, born and raised in Pittsburgh, PA. You know, kind of little little rivalry between us three here. You know, two of us on one side of the state, the other in the middle, but we'll call it the other side. Let's see, married, two kids, very, very busy, as you all will be able to tell. Um, But no, just like Matt said, you know, we're here just to kind of talk about anything and everything. Uh, You know, three of us went to college together, so we've known each other for a very, very long time. We've done a lot of dumb stuff in our heyday, and it has continued uh, into into our dad life, so... You know, just uh guys being dudes here and you know, hope you hope you guys enjoy it.
1: My name's Matt Hanford, like I said, I'm from Harrisburg, so as the Pittsburgh boys tend to think anything east of like Latrobe is the wrong side of the state. So, you know, I grew up Flyers fan, Eagles fan, Phillies fan, everything on the west side west side of the state, you know, you know all this black and gold fans. But see, here's the thing. Ebbie and I can still have a conversation about sports because he's not just like what I like to call the black and gold fans. He actually understands the sports and can actually discuss them like intelligently. It's so much more fun when you get to, to something like that. And that's going to bring us to the first thing we want to talk about. Um, we want to talk about the world series. It's coming. World series. Well, but, <laughs> but what got us there was a, a pretty tough, playoff series between the Astros and the Yankees. And we want to talk about kind of three games and, and really situations in particular uh, that that really led to where we're at now. So the first is game two. So let me set the scene one out man on first. You're coaching third base. The ball gets doubled to right field, but the right fielder cuts the playoff quick. Typically in, in, most situations, especially in Game Two, it's tied. What are you do? What are you doing in the bottom of the ninth inning? You know when that right fielder cuts the guy off. Well, I think
0: really given that situation, especially with where the ball was hit and who it was hit to, you know, it was hit the Aaron Judge, who's six foot thirteen and has a cannon of an arm coming out of right field, with a little guy like it was. It was Altuve. He was. He was on first. The little guy like him, little legs, but he is hustling around there. I think just given the situation with one out, that third base coach had some balls to send him. Um, Would I have done that? Probably not, especially being a third base coach and seeing where the ball was hit. You know, you see the whole play. So I don't know. That's a tough call. I mean, I guess you could – you could send him, and if he is out, you still got another chance. But I'd rather have second and third, one out, rather than it would have been a runner on second and two outs.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and, and that's kind of where, where I was with the decision. Having coached third a little bit, that's one of the plays where you actually can see everything in front of you. If the ball is left field, sometimes it's a little tough to see where your runner's at, where the ball is, and, and you're trying to see everything at once. With the runner coming from second, he's almost looking straight past the runner and seeing the guy get cut off immediately. I would have, I would have stopped him. Stop him at third. You have second, third, one out. Now a ground ball to the infield. Unless you hit the ball to third or first. You're scoring. You're ending the game.
0: Yeah, game over.
1: They're they're probably pulling the infield up. You've now opened up the 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 sh- shorter part of the field. There's a whole lot more room to hit. There, there's so many reasons that that I don't think I send him in that situation because ultimately the situation is better if you don't. If you stop and it's it's second and third one out, you have two chances to score the guy from third and and in most cases a guy can put the ball in play and if nothing else make it a play at the plate where where you're not going to get the guy thrown out by a mile and and if it wasn't the catcher really misplaying the ball it it killed me as a as a former catcher to look at him and and know that he has to feel horrible he's taking that entire loss himself oh yeah Because he tried to turn and make the tag not realizing the guy was still ten feet away from him, I mean, it's it, that's a play as as a former catcher where I look at it and go, you know, I have so much time, I'm overthinking. and that's obviously one of the biggest things about baseball is overthinking.
0: Right. Right, and so, I mean from the from the one camera view, you know, it was the the camera view behind home plate, so you really couldn't see where the ball was when. Uh, the catcher botched it, but it looked like Judge put it right there. All he had to do was catch and pretty much put his glove out, and I'll well, I mean, done.
1: It, it it might have been a little bit of a short hop, but I mean, I'm sorry. One, you're getting paid a ton of money to catch that ball and tag the guy out. It's a tough play, but the ball's right there, and and I'm sorry on those fields in those conditions it's going to make an almost perfect hop almost every time. I mean, yes. if, if you go back to when we were at Cal, look at the birdcage up on top of the hill. I just – I can't make an excuse for the catcher at all. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, if, if he makes that play, the third base coach is now the scapegoat because there was no reason to send him. And really, does that completely change the outcome of the series? I mean, obviously, we'll never know that it was game two. And there were some other situations that came on. But that's the first kind of really ballsy coaching play that, that stood out in that, in that Astros-Yankees series. The next one kind of came after game three. So, you know, to set the scene, game three, we saw Morton. Go three point two innings, giving up seven earned runs. I mean, there's really no. When you have an ERA of seventeen as a starter, you're well, not winning a playoff game. That's it's horrible. And lot I mean, of us,
0: a lot of us pirate fans, you know, we're we're watching the game and knowing that Morton plays for Houston, it looked like he was, you know, had a pee on his hat.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it. That, that's something that you, know, you as a Pittsburgh fan is definitely used to. You know, somebody with an ERA of 17.18, that's actually the, the full-year ERA. Yeah, that's know, a low not, ERA for them. Not not just one game. Well, not anymore. I mean, hey, they, they, they've turned it around for like a year or two. But yeah. there was a ballsy play or a ballsy call as a coach. As you get to game seven, and you know Morton's the next one up. It's his next start. Do you – have the faith in him. I think mentally, as a as a manager, you're going into that game going, if he gets in a it's, if he gets in a tough situation, I I gotta gotta have a, a quick hook. You know, we gotta win this game. Hopefully, our offense can come out and get him ahead, and that way he can be a little more relaxed. And what do we see? Nothing, 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 through three innings. So, well, at least he's gone farther than he had, and hasn't <laughs> given up a run. Finally some help help in the bottom of the fourth and gets a run. He goes five innings, gives up two hits. To me, that's a ballsy call as a coach. Oh yeah. Because you 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 very easily could have could have tried to go to somebody else, played somebody on short rest. It's a must win game seven. You have to win. You know, I, I literally playing back in my head major league. And yeah, you know, there's no holding anything back now. There's no holding anything <laughs> back. Now. Just over. it. I mean, that's literally where they were. So for him to strike out five guys, give up only two hits, I mean, you can't ask for more of a starter. No. And then and, the killers it, comes in and just dominates. Yeah. And I mean, I, so, I
0: think it was a good, good bounce back for for good old Ground Chuck there. Um, you know, and and. Like you said, you know, you're coming into the game with a ten point one two ERA in one game. And then hey, I mean I give it the what is it, Hinch. I give it the Hinch. He stuck with his guys. Like you said, he could have went to short rest. If that was me short rest, I would have probably dealt Keiko, you know, having lost game five. But hey, that shows a lot of a lot of trust. I mean Not you know, again, joke with the with the pirate fans. Knowing Charlie Morton as he was for the Pirates, (laughs) I wouldn't have even looked at him for a game seven. I mean and I mean there's another former pirate on that
1: team in in Liriano. I would have given the ball to him. Yeah, I mean I mean it's it's one of those things that you know we can sit here and look and And both the third base coach in game two and the manager going into game seven, if the results are opposite, do they even have a job next year It's really question i mean that that's how how tough it is in pro sports anymore. I mean, you can have a guy in in baseball and hockey it doesn't really matter. He can give you you know a winning percentage of percent has a bad year or makes some bad calls or or puts together a string of bad games, he's gone. You really see that in the NHL a lot. If you get on a a 10, 15-game losing streak, bye-bye. It doesn't matter if you won the Stanley Cup last year. You're probably gone if you go on a bad losing streak. Because it all comes down to coaching. I mean, these guys are pros. It's the little things that matter at that point. So it's great to see – it come out the way that obviously their coaches wanted, yep. but it's really impressive at the same time that they had the cojones to, to, to do that. I mean, I, I just, I now going back to major league, he had, he had the ball lost.
0: Oh, I mean, I could just see, see the guys in the Houston dugout with the little bags of marbles, just going, Oh, you know, like they do in, in major league. And Hey, it worked. I mean, baseball is a, it's a chess match, you know that you know we exactly. both know that from playing coaching it it's it's a little detail, so
1: so first segment over with and in totally appropriate style, Ebby, I believe you have a sponsor that totally fits kind of one of the reasons that we're doing this is because we feel we have this brotherhood, having lived together, having now had kids and, and talking to each other all the time about that.
0: Absolutely. So true to the end brotherhood, brotherhood goes beyond the ties of family to the association of those with common ties in life, look and attitude represent your crew with designs for every lifestyle, Customize true to the end gear to reflect your brotherhood's individual style ladies don't you worry true to the end brotherhood also carries women's clothing as well check them out on the web at true to the on facebook under b hood crew or on instagram at true to the end underscore brotherhood it is great pieces of clothing uh shirts hoodies hats i mean you name it it's very customizable The guy who runs it, John, good friend of mine, lives up the street. I mean, he's open to do whatever. I mean, contact them. It's a small little company, so you know what's that little little saying like? Help small companies or whatever it is. There's like special day for it. Small businesses. (laughs) That's where I'm looking for. Yes, it's great. Check them out. You know, love the logo, love everything about them. So.
1: So so once again, the, the name of our show is Three Dumb Dads. Uh, Evie and I are, are here tonight. Brian is doing some stuff in the background. And just, just the fact that Evie couldn't figure out Small Business Saturday is just yeah. kind of a tribute to just the three dumb dads altogether. The next thing we want to talk about, I, I think, is going to be pretty funny because I know – We've all been there. If you're if you're a guy, you've been there at some point, whether it's with a girlfriend, whether it's with a fiance, whether it's with your wife, probably with your daughter. At some point, you've either yes. been in the blinders or just completely tuned out the world and and, and gone essentially deaf to whatever it is that they're saying. So Here's kind of our, 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 our thoughts on on one, either how to get away with it, or two, how to make them think you still hurt them. So, Evie, yeah. when's the when's the last time your wife has has given you like like a list of things you need to go to the grocery store for? This this is probably my biggest one lately, is and, and I don't know if it's and deaf, but it's it's just I can't remember anything anymore and may play into the having a six month old lack of sleep and all of that. But give me a list to go to the grocery store and I'll get there and I'll remember like two out of three things on the list and then have to like text her or call her and be like, I got this and this, but wasn't there something else? Yes. How often does that happen to you?
0: Um, I can't say with the grocery store that often, because that's, I, she goes more than I do.
1: <laughs> um, no, that's her job. Um,
0: but, I mean, it, just even with, like, other things, like the whole the whole blind thing, you know, go go see if we have this. So, I mean, I'll go look, whether it's, like, in the cupboard or in the pantry or whatever the case is. If I open it up and it's not staring me right in the face, we don't have it. It's not in there.
1: Oh dude, I had I had the worst case of not necessarily in the cupboard. I, we were back, we were changing our daughter in her in her nursery. And and my wife needed the wipes. I think I think it was the wipes. Is it was wipes or like her wallet or, it was something that that shouldn't have been needed then. <laughs> but <laughs> exactly. Our the diaper bag sits out in our dining room, which, you know, like kind of the middle part of our house. Um, so when you walk out of like the bedroom areas, you walk into the dining room and so it sits there and it sits on the bench and that's pretty much where it is all the time. And she's like, the wipes are in the diaper bag. Can you go grab them for me? And I walk out and I'm looking through the diaper bag and I'm not, not in that side, not in that side, not in either end pocket, not in the middle, scrolling through stuff, trying to figure it out. And I'm like, I walk back in. I'm like, I don't know where they are. I don't know what you're talking about. They're not in there. They're not in the in the diaper bag. Nope. Like, I didn't oh, see them. I'm going to walk out there. And she walks out. No, they they weren't in the diaper bag. I was right, but I'm not right in the situation because they were literally sitting next to the diaper bag Dang on the bench, gee. like closer to the the nursery. So like, I should have seen them first. I should have seen them before I got to the diaper bag. But, I mean, dad and... Diaper bag. Right, Sorry,
0: guys. Bag. And guys' brains, dad's brains. She said diaper bag. Boom. We focus on the diaper bag.
1: Well, and and, and if you think about it, it's, it's... If I tell you, hey, go out to the far end of my yard and see if you can find whatever. But whatever it is sits about halfway through my yard. Are you probably going to find it? No, because I told you to go to the far end. Right. Don't need a destination for I I gave you a direction. I gave you where it was supposed to be. You weren't expecting it to be halfway there. No. And I know if if I said, you know, hey, go to the far end of my yard, it it might be there or it might be somewhere along the way. I can't remember where I dropped it. Then you might find it. Different story. that that's guys' brains. And and maybe, maybe that's part of the three dumb dads podcast here is just helping the, our our ladies understand what's wrong with us because that's really yep. what it is. I'm oh. not going to say how our brain works. It's what's wrong with us because obviously we're wrong. And oh, yeah, I mean, come on, how did I not see the wipes sitting in front of the diaper bag? It, they were right there.
0: Oh yeah, and I mean, I I know they're they're going to listen to this first episode and they're going to shake their heads. Oh my and, god. You know, probably give us the look. And we all know get, what the look is.
1: Let's put it this way. If they get to this point in the episode, I consider it a win.
0: That is true.
1: If my, if my wife listens this far into the first episode, we must have done something right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna call it a win. I'm gonna say we're gonna do we're gonna do another one. So
0: yes. we're still I gonna mean, get the look.
1: Well. Of course, We're, we got to look when we came up with the idea of doing a podcast, didn't have a name. Didn't. It was literally just, hey, you know, we used to live together. I think it'd be kind of fun to do a podcast. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. But, I, you know, let's let's give credit where, where credit is due. Sitting at work and, you know, talking about names and email comes across from my wife's just says three dumb dads because she knows us.
1: <laughs> and, 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 and she does. and And it's. It's funny. I mean, both of your wives are, are awesome, and and I wish we lived closer, but I don't want to live in Pittsburgh, so I don't really want to live closer. But that's not the point. I mean, I want to hang out. I mean, it was awesome when you guys came out last year. We did Hershey Park. Mm-hmm. I, you know, we're going to come out there. We can do some stuff out in Pittsburgh, maybe someday, if you guys ever clean up the city. Um, instead of having a Kenny Chesney concert and costing thousands of dollars. You know, you know. June 2nd. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's one of those things where where our our wives are always going to rib us, you know. They're they're, they're going to jab us in the ribs because we basically found the perfect women for us because they treat us the same as we treat each other. Yep, because we'll jab each other in the ribs all day, but when it comes down to it. We have their back, they have ours. Oh, you know yeah. we've had it for years, so you know as much as the the not being able to find the wipes on the on the bench annoys my wife <laughs> and she wants to smack me in the head all the time because of, of stupid things like that, I know she has my back, so that that's really what we're doing this for is just for a way for us to connect because we are so far apart. we want to hang mm-hmm. out a little bit. It's, it's it's one night a week, maybe one night every two weeks, and and we'll see how this goes with the podcast. Hopefully, some people listen. If yeah, they Don't we're, we're asking. asking? You know, we're just going to start doing this and not record it and just have a beer and hang out. Right. But I think for episode two, I'm going to challenge you, Abby. Oh, and geez. you have no idea what you have no idea what's coming right now because this was not part of the show prep.
0: I was going to say, you know, years years ago, I would say bring it on. Now I'm half scared to death.
1: (laughs) It's not illegal. Your wife will not hurt. Well, your wife, your wife might hurt you, which will probably laugh at me for, for, for trying to get you to do it. For our next time that we record this podcast, I want you to go to the beer, or beer store, wherever you can get a six pack. I'll do a mix of six. And I think we're going to, we're going to have a, a what we're sipping segment where, we go and find just random, weird, not weird beers. Like, I don't want to be tasting, like, pumpkin and banana and strawberry. Like, just different beers that you wouldn't necessarily go and get. Like, we're not getting Yingling. We're not getting Rolling Rock. We're not getting <laughs> core Light. We're not in college anymore. You know, we're not getting Icy Light or Natty Light or Daddy. any of it. <laughs> Nothing that costs less than, like, $15 a Case. <laughs> Let's push it more towards like the thirty dollar a case, you know, price style beer. So you know, some microbrews, and and I think I think I want to do that next time. I challenge you to find something that I've never had. There is a way for you to do it. There's a, a an app that you can look at that I'm already a part of, so you can get a pretty good idea of what I've had. But I want you I want you to bring something to our next up that I've never had before, and we're going to discuss that as one of our segments on the next show.
0: Oh, all right. Um, can you I, do it? You think you can do it? I think I could do it. I, I mean, there's there's definitely more that I haven't had, you know, that than you have had. I feel like I feel like your area is better for weird beers. I mean, you got you got that big brewery right there, so you my, got
1: my area is just better overall. I don't live in Pittsburgh. Uh...
0: We might agree to disagree. I mean, <laughs> got a big chocolate
1: factory. Who doesn't love chocolate? And Reese's is right here, too. I have Reese's next to each other. You can't say anything about Reese's because guess what? We're just about the trick-or-treat night. And what does every dad want on trick-or-treat night for their under, like, three-year-old kid that they're going to steal their candy from? Reese's. If it's not orange, <laughs> I'm literally trying to teach my six-month-old to grab that color orange. She did horrible at our first event. She started grabbing like Jolly Ranchers and and random crap that we didn't want. (laughs) Got a trainer to grab the orange.
0: Well, I mean, that's what I mean. You you have the edge. You have the edge with the chocolate factory. Have the edge.
1: I mean, come on. Your kid wants to come back out here because he wants to go to the chocolate factory.
0: He did love it.
1: (laughs) I know. He also likes hanging out with me, so you know I mean, you, can't, you can't fault the kid for that. I mean,
0: genius. That is true, but I think I think you know what? Challenge accepted. Um, we'll we'll shoot for rando beers.
1: <laughs> that makes it sound terrible. We don't <laughs> want random beers. We want we want good, non uncommon. We're going to uncommon beer. Uncommon. Beers. uncommon. We we don't want these these national chain pretty much water beers. Like I want a beer that I can drink like two of or three of and and I, I'm good already. Like like I'm good. I don't need like twelve to have a total hangover the next day and you know never even get a buzz. Like yeah. give me a beer or two and, and we're good. Okay. Well we'll see what we come up with.
0: I got a bottle shop down the street, so Well
1: there we Let's go. See. Well, this is going to be fun. I have a feeling we're going to have fun with this challenge. All right, so that's going to wrap our first show. Again, next time, we're going to head to a little beer challenge. We're probably going to talk some college football. And who knows what else you're going to get on the Three Dumb Dad show. So for Chris Ebert, I'm Matt Hannaford. Have a great night.